Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Coming up on the 50-minute mark on the fan, brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Jeep Dodge Route 19 in Peters Township. Celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. All right, Fort, let's go out to the Sullivan Super Service Fan Hotline. They provide trusted plumbing and HVAC service for over 50 years to Pittsburgh, where we find Stanley Cup champion Tyler Kennedy. Tyler, thank you for your patience today. The story of the week is Yarmir Yager. I don't believe you ever played with him, although who knows, maybe somewhere along the line you did. But what was it like to play against him? Uh, it was awesome. I just remember growing up and seeing that real heavy mullet ripping around the ice. I thought that was uh, one, of the, one of the best things. But uh, just a guy that won just – I don't know if there's a guy that's stronger on his skates when he has the puck and has guys on his backside. Again, very strong. A guy you kind of look up on YouTube. You see all the videos of him training differently. Like all that stuff. Again, when I went to uh, New Jersey, he was there the year before and just asking questions about him going to the rink at 12 o'clock at night and all that crazy stuff. And it's all true. Again, he trained at real weird hours, uh, kind of beat to his own drum. And, you know, again, he he was in the gym for hours. I remember guys would be like, he would spend two and a half hours in the gym. I'm not saying he'd always be working out for those two and a half but he would be in the gym doing something. So um, just a lot of memories, a lot of time watching him grow up. And uh, it was pretty special playing against him. Man, he was great on Spittin' Chicklets, that podcast, just the other day. I was They did like an hour and a half with him. And he talked about training. He didn't even know he was training for hockey, really, when he worked on a farm growing up. And he explained that, you know, when you do conventional workouts, you're in the gym – so it's like, ah, I think I'm done after an hour or or even two, even a great workout. He said on the farm, you might go from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and you're not done till the work's done. So you can you can't really quit. And I think that led to those tree trunk legs and that backside that, like you said, was there ever anybody better uh, in the offensive zone at keeping people away from the puck? Sid. You know, when you, th- you think of guys that are playing at a later age that are unbelievable with controlling the puck, like Sid's another guy that you would look at that once he has you and he, he's got those 10 and 2s, the Mohawks going, you're not getting the puck back, just like Yogg's. And I don't know, I never had those big legs. Maybe I was, maybe I was, maybe I was the guy in the gym doing the wrong thing. Maybe I should have went to a farm. And <laughs> you should have grown up on a farm. Yeah, throwing hay around. I don't know. Maybe that's the secret. I don't know. So. You were growing up in Sault Ste. Marie, right? Yeah. What was hockey yeah. viewing like for you there? Would you get? Were we yet in the age where you could get any game you wanted? Was it hockey night in Canada? And do you remember watching Yager? 
Um, yeah, I remember, like, so we'd get the highlights on, like, the regular news, and then Toronto was always hockey night in Canada, so we'd always watch, like, the big teams in Canada, like Calgary, Toronto, Montreal. You know, we watched a lot of that on Saturday night. But for me, like, a big influence for me was um, the local Sioux Greyhounds team, you know, and they had some guys like Trevor Daly, Jeff Carter, guys, Rico Fata, guys that I kind of went to the rink and watched growing up and, you know, wanted to be like, you know, again, uh, the way Rico was fast, the way Daly could handle the puck and skate up the ice, the way Jeff Carter shot the puck. Again, those are more of influences for me than, honestly, like the NHL guys, just because we didn't watch that much hockey because we didn't have it on on TV except Saturday night. I just realized you're two years younger than Jeff Carter still. Is Ron Francis the most famous player from Sault Ste. Marie? Yes. Yeah, he, he's a legend back there. and He doesn't come back too much, but again, everyone still talks about him. Um, again, he did great things. He played in Pittsburgh, obviously, so when he got drafted, you know, a lot of people are asking questions and this and that, but um, yeah, we've, we've had, we had more of a lot more tough guys than skilled guys. So he was, it was nice to see him, uh, come out as a skilled guy to Sault Ste. Marie. Tyler Kennedy on the Sullivan super service fan hotline. All right. The Gensel injury, they say up to four weeks, which means he could be back either before or right after the trade deadline. I guess it's Raquel time. Right? He's got to step up and play in that spot. Can they survive and can he thrive? Um, well, we have no choice. You know, right now these games are so huge. And when you look at the standings, the Penguins aren't that far out of it because they have so many games in hand. You know, and the, the one thing is Raquel needs – you know, this might be a good opportunity to kind of redeem himself because he's he struggled a little bit this year. You know, he's he's had a hard time finding his game, trying to mix in in those top two lines. So I think this might be a good opportunity to try to find his game. You know, play with an unbelievable player with Sidney Crosby and how he's he's playing. But uh, yeah, they they definitely need him to to find his game over the next you know three or four weeks. You still feel like this is a playoff team, Tyler? I think they'll make playoffs. I do. I, I do think they make playoffs. And once you make playoffs, who knows what can happen? You know, two, three years ago, Columbus upset Tampa Bay Lightning. So, uh, again, I, I'm more worried about them getting into playoffs and making playoffs, and then we'll figure it out once we do that. Does somebody need to stand up to Mikola there other than Sid? Does somebody need to get after other people's star players? Do the Penguins have enough of that kind of thing? No, I don't think so. Like your star, like the game has changed so much. And I don't want to sound like that old guy, but like your stars shouldn't be standing up. You know, they're the ones that should be kind of sitting back and letting the guys one that get called up. Like that, that's when you make your mark, you know, getting called up, you know, getting in, you know, on the highlight, get in someone's face, you know, just honestly, just getting a little bit of attention by doing stuff like that. So, no, I don't think Sid should be the guy doing it. Again, you have, you know, when when you think of guys getting called up, you have a short period of time 
to make yourself visible and valuable. And if valuable is making sure you stick up for your teammates and getting in people's faces and playing that little bit of a sandpaper game, that's what you have to do. And right now they're not doing it. You know, when you when you think of their defenseman, Lungwit, he's a guy that honestly I feel like he's in the lineup because he adds that kind mm-hmm. of aspect in yeah. that defensive, you know, in that defensive core that no one else brings. You know, no one else on the defensive core brings that element of stepping up and, you know, making a big hit, change of momentum. You know, he drops the gloves here and there. No no one does that. And I think they need a little bit more of that, and that's that's why he's in there. And you would think coming up, they would know that. Because when I got called up to the Pittsburgh Penguins, before I got here, I remember I got a phone call from Dan Balsma. And he said, TK, I want you to stay up there and some advice. You're up there. you got to make an impact. Mm. If anyone asks you to fight, you fight no matter what. I don't care if you get your butt kicked. You never say no because you only have one chance. And it was obviously it was pretty nerve-wracking him saying that. But when I came up, like, I, I would have fought anyone. You know, obviously not the heavy heavies, you know, but I was willing to, to go. And it was just because... I wanted to stay up so bad. So that was um, some advice I got from Dan before I got called up to make sure I kind of stayed. Yeah, I wish that somebody would come in here and sort of electrify that locker room and get the crowd going. We need we need like a wild man, a crazy man. But I wanted to ask you something else here, Tyler, to finish up. I wanted to ask you about life on the road with an NHL team. Are you ready for some questions about that, some quick yeah. ones? Yes. I used to travel with the Penguins for a year or two in the late 90s. The food was unbelievable. It probably got better or like other, uh, you know, air travel, maybe it got worse. What was the food like on the team plane for you? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Pittsburgh, it was, it was, um, it was catered by Giant Eagle. So you would get like, you know, when you go to Giant Eagle and they have like, um, the food in the, you know, you take away the food that's already cooked. It was that kind of food. So it was pretty good. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't like lights out. A lot of guys would stop on the way to the airport and pick up Chipotle or something like that, even on the plane, but they didn't feel like having that kind of food. Um, When I was in San Jose, we were on the plane so much. We actually had like, like real, like, forks knives plates and they used to actually like almost recook the meals because they wanted to make sure we were having good meals because we were on there so much again we when we traveled in san jose we weren't gone for one or two nights we were gone for like a week week and a half so that plane was like a second home so they that food was was really really good went to jersey and phil uh jersey and the islanders Honestly, every flight we took was like an hour, so that wasn't a big deal for the food. But again, those guys took a lot of Chipotle there. Um, so it varies from team to team. 
So you could order a nice steak in San Jose? It was like a restaurant? They give you a menu and everything? Yeah, menu, steak, salmon. Usually there was like a steak and a fish. You know, a meat and a fish, and then like a pasta and a potato. What about dessert? Uh, well, in Pittsburgh, <laughs> Brooks Orpic and those guys kind of cut out the... You know, we were getting a little bit more serious. We wanted to win a little bit more, so they kind of cut out the ice cream and the Diet Cokes <laughs> and all that stuff. We ate pretty healthy in Pittsburgh. You know, in San Jose, they had whatever you wanted, you know, wine, anything you wanted. <laughs> it, it, was, incredible. it was pretty. Yeah, yeah, it, it was nice. They, they had great desserts. Again, it was like going to a restaurant on that plane. They had their own private plane. I would have like lived on the plane. Own... I would have lived yeah, on the plane, well, and then after games – I would have I would have gotten dressed up, ordered a steak, a bottle of wine. I'm sure you had movies. That's incredible. Yeah, so it was uh, the guy had his like you know the sharks had their own plane and everyone had their own seat and the best the coolest thing on the plane everyone remember they had those um, flip up like DVD uh, players. Yeah, yeah. Remember those? Yeah. So everyone had one of those, and then at the front of the plane. They had, it was like a closet, but it was filled with like 400 movies. So it was like going to like the movie store, or, you know, going to Netflix back in the day. And you can pick out the movie you'd want to watch on the plane. So everyone would, you know, take their turn picking out the, you know, the movie they wanted. But the movies always stayed there. Um, so that was, you know, really cool. Um, again, we didn't travel that much in Pittsburgh, in San Jose. They needed to set up that plane like it was a hotel, and they did. You know, guys were, you know, doing a bunch of, like, you know, they'd wear those real tight compression leg pants. So, you know, we were up in the air so long, they didn't want their legs to feel like garbage the next day, the time travel. That's the one thing from coming from the the east to the west was the travel and the time zones. You, you're skipping time zones like – like every second week, you know, it was, it was crazy. And it was hard for me to, to adjust, you know, playing out there, but you know, you go from coming from Pittsburgh, you know, you go from Pittsburgh, you go to Philadelphia, Long Island, you know, New York, Kobe, then you go to Jersey. Out in San Jose, you're going to LA, you're going to Arizona, you know, you're going to some real, real cool uh, stops, Anaheim. So it was, you know, the locations were a lot better out there, but there was, uh, you know, the travel sucked. <laughs> now, this I always wondered about, because when I was out on the town in certain cities and I would run into players or even coaches, I'm like, nah, this isn't going to work. I, I, I got to get out of here. Would you? Did you ever run in to a coach or coaches in in well in a bar and did you did you steer clear of them in social situations yeah like you know everyone had their restaurants the coaches kind of i don't know i didn't see too many coaches like when we were in ottawa we were kind of farther out from the city so there's always one restaurant that you'd see kind of everyone at um but new york there was a ton of options the guy the coaches in uh new uh San Jose, I never saw them, you know, and those guys kind of ran wild, you know, and, um, but no, I never really saw too many coaches at establishments. They, they kind of knew to keep like, let the guys have their space and kind of 
relax because you, that's the last thing you want to do when you go for dinner is to see your boss. You right. know, you have to put on, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> exactly. it's, it's, it sucks, you know? So like, I didn't, I didn't see too many coaches out on the road. Um, and that, that's probably a good thing. All right, Tyler, thank you for the time. We'll talk next week. Thanks boys. Have a good weekend. He's the best, isn't he? That was a good story. Yeah. I mean, I think I never would have come off the plane. I would have lived there. And then whenever we were, whenever I had to play a game or something, you get off the plane or practice. I would have lived on the plane. I remember I went to Tokyo with the Penguins on their plane, and it was double-decker. It wasn't their plane. I think it was a commercial plane, but it was a double-decker plane that had beds on the upper part. So guys would sleep. I couldn't sleep. I was freaking out. We flew over like Antarctica. Somebody said the Antarctica is down there. And I started freaking out. I'm like, I cannot sleep on planes, unfortunately. Oh, I, I, I was pacing the plane. I didn't know what to do. Almost went back to drinking. Like I, I was just picturing we're above Antarctica and we're going to Tokyo. This is actually real and I can't get out, not even with a parachute. What am I doing?